Best Friends Finance, because when women talk about money, it's worth a million. All right, everybody, welcome to Best Friends Finance. This is Amanda Kessler and Laura Ford, and we are coming to you from our closet, our home recording studios, which um, have always been our home recording studios, so we didn't really have to make any changes, did we, Laura? No. We did not. I just closed the blinds. That's the only exception today. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Um, But today we have a guest. We have certified financial planner, Katie Green here to help us with some burning questions. I'm sure we all have as we're watching the market do some pretty unprecedented things as a result of the coronavirus. So Katie, welcome. Thanks so much for joining us. Hi, good morning. Thank you so much for having me today. I'm joining you from my closet too. (laughs) Look at us. We're so professional with our with our uh, yeah. home recording studios. Jimmy Fallon doing The Tonight Show from his house on YouTube. Oh my gosh. Yes, it's been so funny. <laughs> All right, if you need a laugh, thank, thank goodness for Jimmy Fallon. It's really good. And I love the way he's incorporating his girls. Yes. Well, we have obviously had a really interesting few weeks. Personally, here in Colorado, I have not left my house in 15 days. So <laughs> I've gone outside a heck of a lot, but... We've definitely been in quarantine mode, Um, and I know that's happening all over the country a little faster in some places than others, but we're kind of all getting to that point, and it's really taken a big toll on the economy. So Katie, we would love for you to kick us off with kind of an overview on what's going on and, and what that means for those of us who are invested in the market. Yeah, absolutely. So... As you know, um, there has been a lot of negative headlines and a lot of bad news over the last few weeks, um, you know, driven by this corona, COVID-19 pandemic. Um, Something that it's important for all of us to have some hope in is to know that this is something that's temporary. They are working quickly on coming up with vaccines and cures for it. Um, But along with this actual pandemic, we have a real pandemic of panic. And there is so much fear that's going on in the marketplace and just around the country that it's really driving a lot of decisions that people are making that are based off of emotion and based off of fear when really they should be um, uh, using some more logic when they're making some of these decisions. Um, Another important thing to be thinking about, so we've got this actual virus, we've got the pandemic of fear, and then we're also at the same time, we've got this third thing that we're trying to navigate, and that is this economic shutdown. And what does this mean and how and what are the long-term effects of of that going to be? And that's the part that really, I mean, I'm not a doctor. I can't sit here and tell you about what's going on with the virus. I mean, we have to trust the experts on that. But as far as the economic shutdown part, that's the part that we really don't fully know exactly what it all looks like yet. And we're going to be studying this for for decades to come of what it looks like to shut down the country and have everybody stay at home and and have this huge spike in unemployment and, and all of that. So there's there's three things that are going on right now, um, and they're all really hard. Um, but it's important to keep the perspective of this is a season, and we're going to get through this. And just know that you know everything lasts for only a certain period of time, and it's gonna we're going to move on, we're going to move forward. If there's anywhere in the world I want to be right now, it's in the United States because I know that we are resilient and that we're going to make it through this, and that we're going to come out better on the other side but that doesn't mean that it's not really hard and not a lot of fun right now. 
You know what I think is interesting, you saying being in the United States, not wanting to be anywhere else, what is interesting is our historical data on our economy, the fact that we've got numbers on the stock market back a hundred years at least. Uh So we've seen how we've weathered different storms. Is there a a common theme that you see as a you know someone working in the finance industry when you look at what the, how the markets have performed over the last century yeah it has seasons where it will wildly overreact to certain things going on and so the giant sell off that we've seen in equities has more than priced in a recession now the definition of a recession is having two quarters or more in a row of negative total growth, so negative GDP. Um, and we're going to see that for sure. There's, there's not a doubt in anybody's mind that we're going to have a recession. However, um, the amount of the discount that you see in stocks right now is far, far overblown of what those projected recession numbers are. So stocks are going to be okay. They're going to rebound. They're going to come back. And, you know, frankly, it's a, it's a good time to be looking at some opportunities because there's some names out there that have gotten really, really beat up and they're not going to go anywhere. You know, like the, the McDonald's of the world and um, the, <clears throat> the, the names that you see every day and that you use in your everyday life, um, they're not going anywhere. Uh, the the big, big issue right now is small businesses and making sure that small businesses find a way to stay afloat. And that's something that our government is working really, really hard on right now of making sure that they're getting the resources out there for small business owners, um, you know, whether it's through additional loans, some grants, um, a lot of the programs that came through the stimulus package. Um, it's really aimed at small business owners and, and folks that are newly unemployed. And that's something that is really, really huge. Um, it kind of started out as something that was going to be helping out large corporations. Um, but it's good to see that it's kind of pivoted a little bit more and it's going to be helping out the small guys because those are the ones that are hurting the most right now. Katie, I even recently heard just a few days ago about the Cheesecake Factory not even being able to make their rent for March. Have you heard about, I mean, to me, the Cheesecake Factory is a large business. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of companies out there right now that are trying to figure out how they're going to pay their rent. And that's why we're seeing such a huge spike in unemployment. Our unemployment coming into this was the lowest it had ever been. And last week we had more claims filed than ever before by a magnitude of four times. So there was 3 million new unemployment claims that were filed last year, or excuse me, last week. Um, And the highest number that that had ever been before was like a little over half a million. So this is, yeah, there's a lot of companies that are scrambling right now to figure out not only how are we going to meet payroll, but how are we going to pay our rent? That's a, that's a really big, uh, big thing to watch out for. So on the market side, um, equities are, they're going to recover. They're going to do fine. It's debt and bonds where we're going to see more of a storm that's going to continue for a lot longer. So um, from like a portfolio positioning standpoint with your personal investments, you want your bonds right now to be as conservative as possible because they are funding and that liquidity for companies like the Cheesecake Factory is really, really huge. And a big way that they do that is through debt. And so having that conservative piece in your portfolio is really, really key right now when it comes to your bonds. With your equities, I would keep them as they are. um, But with your bonds, I'd, I'd really make sure that you have 
uh, a very conservative lens on your bonds right now. So I have two questions uh, based on what we talked about. First of all, going back yeah. to the stimulus package and small businesses, I will admit when I first started reading about it, I saw so much about bailing out huge companies. Can you explain what they are doing for small businesses at this point? Yeah, so they're opening up opportunities for some loans. There's some grants that are being put out there. Um, there are some pieces in the legislation where if companies um, keep their people on salary there's and they keep them on salary through this period, um, they'll receive like a, a grant afterwards. So that's something that's huge. Um, but, you know, the biggest thing that everybody's facing is liquidity and access to capital. And so through the stimulus bill, there's um, they are opening up a lot of avenues t- so that small business owners have additional ways to access money so that they can keep their businesses afloat. And a grant is not a loan. Is that correct? A grant means there's not an expectation for a repayment to the federal government. Exactly. The grant is, hey, you kept these people employed. Great. You, we gave you this loan. You did what you said you were going to do. And so now we're letting you keep the money. So that's awesome. Laura, how's this feeling for you and Jeff as the owners of a small business? You know, we are really just taking it day by day at this point. And I mean, that's really all you can do. I mean, we're hearing the same things that Katie's talking about, the stimulus package, how it's going to affect us. Obviously, our first concern is everyone's safety that's still shopping in our store because it is considered an essential business. Yeah. So the safety of our customers, but also our employees. That is, you know, we're fortunate that we have a lot of retirees that work for us just to get out of the house a few days a week. So we've asked for people to voluntarily take some time off um, because we aren't doing the same amount of business that we would if without the pandemic, let's say that. So, you know, right now, I mean, it's it's going to be like Katie's talking about, like liquidity, how much capital we do we have, what bills can we pay, you know, and and making sure that our employees get paid. I mean, there's there's just going to be a there's going to be a hierarchy of things that have to be done first, and then from there down, you know, we've we've cut back our spending as far as um, we've delayed orders that we thought we would need for the spring that you know now we don't need. So mm-hmm. we're trying to push things back. And um, just take it, like I said, one day at a time. Yeah, I think that raises a really good point. If you're a small business owner or if you're a family, what are some tactical things that you should be thinking through right now as a family or or as a business or, you know, whatever? Like what what are some safeguards that you can be putting in place? Um, When we talked before, we talked about the value of an emergency fund. And this is where you're really seeing it come through. I mean, if you've got a fully funded emergency fund, you're recession proof right now and you're going to make it through this just fine and you're going to be okay. You still have to worry about your physical well-being and your your health and, and all of that. But to know that you're going to be able to meet your rent, even if you no longer have a job, that's huge. Coming into this, if you didn't have that fully funded emergency fund, some of the things that I would focus on, um, like if you were in a place where you were paying on debt, paying down debt, there's some pieces in the legislation that are... Uh, helping with folks that have certain debts outstanding. So for example, if you've got a bunch of student loans, um, right now you can pause your payments. There's some good uh, links that you can go look at and things like that 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 describe that. But what I've been recommending to clients if they do have a good amount in student loans that they've been paying is put that amount on pause and take that same amount every month that you had been putting towards your student loans and either apply it to high interest debt or put it into your 
um, emergency fund so that you have just a little bit more cushion to be able to make it through right now. You know, it's the student loans are going to be something that you're going to pay back eventually, right? You'll get back to it. But if the government's given you this opportunity to take a little bit, bit of a breather on the student loans, it's a great opportunity to make sure that um, you are setting yourself up in other ways for financial success. Katie, let me ask you a question around that. Is sure. that a 60-day pause at this point, or have they delayed it even further? Do you know? You know, I can't remember if it's 60 days or if it was six months, but okay. it's, you know, whatever it is, it's something, and, and right. that's something that's going to help. But, you know, if you were paying 500 a month toward your student loans, and now you don't have to do it for the next two months, or if you don't have to do it for the next six months, Either way, $1,000 or $3,000, that's going to help you out a lot. It's, it's a lot of money. That's great advice. So um, on that line of where you're actually allocating your money at this point and, and moving yeah. it around a little bit from where we were, where you advised us last time you were on, if you are currently contributing, like I'm contributing, my husband and I contribute to 401ks. And um, we basically look at it as dollar cost averaging. We're continuing yep. to do it, you know, the same amount every month. And, and whoa, this month it was like there was a fire sale. So we got, <laughs> yeah, we, I looked at it as, okay, we got more for our money. But we, if we are not yet at the point of having six months in a emergency fund, do you recommend pulling back from how much we're putting into equities in our 401ks and putting more into our emergency funds. I'm struggling just because I feel like I want to put money into the market right now while the prices are are so far down. So I don't want to stop my monthly contributions. Yeah. I mean, it really depends on the family. Um, I would say three months is a good minimum to shoot for. Uh, and it really depends on your, you and your husband's jobs and how secure you think those are. Like if one of you works for the government or is a teacher or something like that, that is just so consistent, then I'd say, you know, being closer to that three months is probably going to be fine. But if you're in something that's more cyclical, or if your pay is really lumpy, like maybe there's a lot of commission that you depend on, or something like that, then I'd say, yeah, it's probably a good idea to taper back a little bit. Or like, I've got a bunch of clients that work in oil and gas. And I'm like, yeah, maybe right now you should not put money into your 401k and just put that money into savings. Because we just don't know what oil and gas in Colorado is going to be like in another two months. So it, it, it really kind of depends on each person's situation. But if your income is a lot more stable, then being closer to that three months is probably fine. If you've got more variability, more lumpiness, then I'd say, yeah, tone back on the 401k contributions and, and put a little bit more into your emergency fund. That is super helpful. So everyone just needs to look at their situation and their current allocation of what they're doing with their money, whether they're contributing to a 401k or paying off debt or just socking it into an emergency fund and decide what makes sense right now. Yeah, absolutely. And something that's really, really key to focus on, and this is something where um, working with a financial advisor is really helpful. I, you know, I've had so many calls from clients that have said, I'm really scared. Should we sell out of our stocks right now? And the answer is no, that you want to hang on and you want to stay invested with the money that you already have invested. I know it's really hard and it's like, it's a gut punch when you look at your statement and all of that, but um, it's so key to have the money that you already have invested, keep it invested. Now, the money that you've got in your bank, if it's for your emergency fund, keep it at your emergency fund. If you're adding to your emergency fund, keep adding to your emergency fund. But the money that you already have in stocks, 
keep it in stocks because um, it will come back. It will rebound. And it's going to rebound before the economy does because the stock market's always what's called a leading indicator um, of the economy. It's funny, our financial planner called us and he said just that, don't sell, we're okay. And we yep. still have a couple of decades of our working lives yet. So we're heavily, yeah. we're basically all in equities at this point. Yeah. So not only did I have a nice conversation with him, but interestingly, I'm part of a, a outstanding women in leadership group that meets uh-huh. quarterly and our quarterly meeting happened just a couple of weeks ago and they ended up doing it uh, virtually too for people who couldn't make it in. But I attended virtually and the topic before this even started, it was already planned, was emotional investing. You know, how our emotions play in investing. So the presenter, he was fantastic and he um, really talked about the psychology of investing and really the emotional toll that this is taking on people. Mm -hmm. But the way he explained it that made so much sense to me is that when people sell and pull out of the market during high hard times. It's hard to know when to get back in. Absolutely. And he gave a he gave an example of the last, I don't know, 20 years. If you missed, it was something like if you missed the 15 single best days of the market, mm-hmm. just 15 days over 20 years, your the value of your portfolio would be drastically reduced. And that's what oh, you, yeah. it's yes, like when you pull in and out. Yep. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, that's the problem with pulling your money out of your investments is you got to be right on the way out and then you got to be right on the way back in. And that's just is really, really, really tough to, to time. And if I had that crystal ball, we'd all be on a beach in Mexico, but I don't. <laughs> so um, yes, the and some of those days when the market rebounds the most are shortly after the market has bottomed out. And so timing that is virtually impossible, which is why it's so important to stay invested in these times when it feels like it's just is so hard um, and all hope is lost and, you know, everything else. But you just have to keep that long-term perspective in mind and remember, like, we're all in this for the long run. It's going to be okay. We're going to be resilient. Um, we're going to come up with a solution for this stupid pandemic and, and we're going to get past it together. You know what I find funny is, Laura, I'm sure you've heard this too. I keep hearing from people who are like, you're the one who told me to start looking at my net worth every day. This is the worst time to do that. <laughs> Maybe right now you don't need to look all the time, right? Yep. It is okay to put the statement in a drawer and not look at it right now. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, it's not to say that it's uh, uh, it's important to still know where your money's going. Having a budget is more crucial now than it ever was before. Um, but looking at the overall net worth, you know, right now, if you just do it once a week instead of every day, I think that might help with calming some anxiety. Um, it's still very important to know, like give a, give a name to the dollars that you're spending and, and all of that. If anything, that's more important now than it was six months ago. Um, but uh, yeah, looking at your net worth is, um, it's tough right now. Katie, what about people who are at retirement age? So we look at this and think, okay, everything's going to be okay. We've got a couple decades left, but what about those who are currently right at or, or in retirement? Well, and that's where having your allocation is key. Um, so if you're at retirement, um, you should have some more money that's in conservative investments, rather than having it all in equities. So either a combination of cash, some bonds, um, maybe even like some annuities or something like that. Um, That's going to be the money that you liquidate right now to um, 
to fuel your your spending needs. I like to think of of your cash spending in retirement in terms of a few different buckets. So I allocate a certain amount, a set aside as the cash that you're going to need for the next like 12 months or so. And that's like basically cold, hard cash. So the value of that really hasn't done anything. It's just kind of stayed level over this time. Then I have another bucket that's money that you're going to need in another like one to three or four years. And then the last bucket is that longer term growth. And that's where your equities are going to be. And so if you're allocated correctly coming into this, you're not going to have to sell any of your equities right now. You're going to be selling from the the pieces in your portfolio that have a lot less variability. And then once the market rebounds, then you can go back and reallocate and kind of bring bring those buckets back to, to how they need to be. So it's all about having a plan going into it, knowing what the plan is. Um, and even when it's hard and it, it looks painful, doing everything you can not to sell your equities, um, but find other pieces of the portfolio to sell instead. Does that make sense? It absolutely does. Absolutely. And it's so funny. I had never felt this way before, but now when I do look at our overall portfolio, the thing that makes me happiest is just that savings account. I'm like, look at that. <laughs> it's so stable. It doesn't move. Yeah. But it's not going to move on the way up either. <laughs> and you have to be okay with that. <laughs> True. <laughs> yeah. There's something to be said for just peace of mind and some cushion at all right now at this point, yes. I'm thinking for a lot of Americans or what are you, how are you advising people on as far as like spending goes? Like recently I just read something the other day that said, you know, take, set a timer for five minutes and write down all the things that you would you know, quit spending on and then really go back and evaluate your list and pick two or three of those things and really do them and stick to them just until, you know, until this time passes. Yeah. I mean, I think by definition, since so many of us are stuck at home right now, we're, we're already spending less. You're not taking kids to the same activities that you were before. You're not spending as much money out, uh, eating out at restaurants and, you know, doing uh, other entertainment things. So a lot of people are saving more money right now than they maybe quite realize, but this is a great time to take stock of the things that you spend money on, on a, on a monthly basis and really evaluate like, okay, is this bringing me joy? Does this have a value in my life or am I just doing it? Cause I thought that's what I was supposed to do. The time where we're all forced to be at home right now is a great time of reflection for a lot of things in our lives. You know, I've, I've gotten to take a look at some of the other, I guess, like professional groups that I'm a part of and just other activities in my life and and really take stock of of all of those things and say to myself, all right, when this is all done, how much of this do I want to be doing again? And it's a really great time to like kind of springboard and say, okay, we all had to stop, take a deep breath, chill out, play with our family for two weeks or probably a lot more than two weeks. And what's going to be what's really valuable for us coming out of it? And spending's, you know, one part of that, but how you spend your time and um, how you allocate your um, emotional uh, energy throughout all of that is is an important thing too. So I think we're all getting to spend a lot of time thinking about what's what's valuable and what's important to us right now. Katie, can you give us one suggestion of things that people can do that can prepare themselves for when this is over? You know, I think the biggest thing is to find things to be grateful for and positive about in your life. Um, if we could all find one thing this week, whether it's um, a, a person to 
donate to a group to donate to or um, a, a place to give our time to when this is all said and done. I think that's the most important thing. You know, we've, we've learned in the last month that there's so much that's fragile and outside of our control, but if we can find one way to give back to people in our lives or to organizations in our lives that are of, of, a, of a real importance to us, but positivity is going to be the thing that brings us all out of this in a huge way. So um, finding little ways to share hope, whether it's with your neighbors or with your family or friends or whatever, that's going to be the thing that is going to help us to rebound the most. Our money is going to take care of our money, but what we really need to do is find ways to build up our community because our communities have been uh, kind of shattered in a, in a big way. Oh, I love that so much. I'll tell you something real quick that I did this past week. I was feeling a little blue and I looked at my girls because they're both home right now. And I said, uh-huh. let's order happies for, and I picked my sisters and one of my neighbors here and we just got online and we ordered, I said, I don't want to spend more than, you know, 20 or $25 per person, but we yep. sat down as a team the three of us, and we wrote the cards and we ordered them. And just to get those text messages that they had had, you know, a bunk cake delivered and a, and a cookies delivered to their front doors. And this, it made me feel so good. And so I said, right now, that's just what we can do. We can spread joy wherever we're at. Yep. And that's basically what you were just saying. And I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Find ways to spread joy. The money's going to take care of itself. You're going to have plenty of opportunities to save again, to pay down debt, to put money into the stock market. You know, you're going to have plenty of opportunities to do that right now. But the key thing that we all need to focus on right now is, is building our communities and making sure that our communities can come back even stronger than they were before. That is so wonderful. And I have to say my favorite thing about this entire conversation, Katie, is the fact that you sound totally calm and you are not freaking out. <laughs> I'm not. That's it's awesome. going to be okay. <laughs> it really yes. sucks right now and it's no fun. I've been teaching Financial Peace University. We're like through lesson, I don't know, like four right now. And there's been a lot of like panicked people, people losing their jobs, everything else, but we're going to be okay. We're going to make it through this. If there's anywhere else in the world, I like I, I said it before, I'll say it again. America is such a strong country and so resilient. We're going to come back from this so much stronger than we were before. Um, but that doesn't mean that this doesn't like really suck right now, but we'll make it through. Thank you so much, Katie Green. This conversation was worth a million. Mm-hmm. 